Hey there, friend. Welcome back for another episode of the Wife Like Me podcast. Super pumped that you are here listening. You're in for another great episode from our friend, Elizabeth Ling Thompson. She is unpacking how to not flee and find the courage to engage when we feel hurt. You know, you want to withdraw because you're so angry and mad and not sure what to do. So she's going to talk to us about how we can instead find the courage to actually uh, go there and engage these people that we love. So we're pumped for that. And this is actually based off of her new book, All the Feels. Discover why emotions are mostly awesome and how to untangle them when they're not. She's an author, a speaker, a novelist. She's beautiful and she is just uh, filled with amazing content, other books that she's written. And you can find her at Lizzie with a Y life.com. We'll link her in the show notes. But again, her new book, All the Feels, is also over on her website, lizzielife.com. Let's listen in on Elizabeth's um, really wisdom and then I'll share some thoughts at the end. I'm so excited to be here today to talk about a really important and complicated dynamic in our relationships. What do we do when we are the kind of person who is easily hurt and we withdraw when we get hurt? Why do we do that? (laughs) And how can we find the courage to engage instead of flee? Boy, as a big feeler, someone who um, loves big and hard (laughs) and vulnerably, I can really relate to this struggle. Uh, When you're a big feeler, it means that you're a bit more sensitive and things may bother you that don't bother other people. And so sometimes your less sensitive friends can bump up against your triggers, you know, things that triggers they don't even know that you have (laughs) and, and hurt you or make you feel misunderstood or whatever. And the temptation can be to shut down and pull back and protect your heart. And there's a really beautiful scripture in 1 John chapter 4 that I think can give us a little bit of insight into some ways that we can think about this. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Really interesting passage, isn't it? Now, in context, it's really talking a lot about our walk with God and how we don't have to be afraid of God. God is love and God is perfect and God loves us perfectly. And I actually think that knowledge can help us in our relationships with people. When we are confident that we are already loved perfectly by God, it takes a bit of the pressure off our human relationships. We no longer try to fill the God hole in our heart with human love because people will always love us imperfectly as much as they don't want to hurt us, as much as they adore us and want to be the perfect spouse 
or friend or coworker or child or fill in the blank, whatever their relationship space is for you, they're going to make mistakes just as you and I make mistakes toward other people. None of us loves other humans perfectly. However, we are perfectly loved. And so as a big feeler, that knowledge and having that confidence that I am perfectly loved and understood and accepted and forgiven and embraced by God it takes the pressure off my human relationships. I'm no longer trying to make them fill that place that only God can fill. So that's the first truth that really helps me. Um, but it's interesting because I do think we can apply some of the principles in this scripture to our human relationships as well. As well. It says, there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. You know, a lot of times when we withdraw in relationships, it's because we're afraid. We are afraid of being embarrassed. We're afraid of being shamed. We are afraid of just being misunderstood. Um, we're afraid of being hurt. And we, we pull back to protect ourselves, especially if you're one of those big feelers who loves so vulnerably, um, the hurt is more, the more vulnerably you love, the more, the more, the wider you open your heart to other people, the more at risk you are for a deeper hurt. And so out of fear, we tend to withdraw. And yet perhaps you have discovered as I have in my life, <laughs> when we withdraw, it doesn't go well. It doesn't accomplish what we want in relationships because when we withdraw, we can never resolve whatever it is between us and this other relationship. Um, I have absolutely struggled with this and, um, this is one of those things that I will continue to work on probably my whole life is speaking up when my feelings are hurt. Um, I remember specifically <laughs> this one time a few years ago, one of my dearest friends and I, uh, we were, I was visiting her. I had been there for a few days. We were having a really lovely time. I had my youngest child with me and I don't remember exactly what happened, but my friend had made a comment that made me feel like she thought I was making a mistake in my parenting of this child, that there was something I was doing wrong and I was maybe coddling her too much. And I felt really hurt and really embarrassed and really insecure. Um, for me, I tend to get super insecure and then I get real flustered and kind of, I don't know what to do with myself. And I felt myself getting more and more wound up inside. And I did not want to talk about it. I just really wanted to let it go and just hope it would go away. You know that those times when you just hope it will go away. Um, but I could tell after a while, like this is not one of those times when I'm going to be able to laugh it off or shrug it off and be like, oh, I'm just being a little sensitive and I can let this go. This was not one of those times. I was getting really weird. And so I finally... <laughs> I mean, here's how bad I am at this. We're in the middle of talking about something else. I interrupted the conversation, which for me is like a huge victory, actually, as awkward as it was. And I said, I need to 
to tell you something. I'm feeling really insecure because I feel like you think that I'm coddling her and I just need to know if you think that and please tell me if you do and we need to talk about it and I will listen to what you have to say, but I'm so insecure and I'm acting weird and I need to talk about this. <laughs> and my friend was so sweet because thankfully we had been friends long enough that she knows me you know, very well. And she was like, no, you completely misinterpreted what I said. And here's what I think. And we talked it out. I cannot tell you the relief that I felt about just, just because I had been brave enough to be honest instead of shutting down. That was a victory time for me. I've had many other times when I have not, <laughs> not been so brave and, and things have gotten more and more twisted up and complicated inside. But I did learn from that time that if I can just be brave enough to speak up, you know, to not let that fear separate me from people that I love and just speak up and say, Hey, can we talk about this? Hey, can I just be honest? And then it gives you an opportunity to talk it through. It gives you an opportunity for restoration or, or for honesty, you know, and I was prepared for that conversation to go either way for my friend to say, you know, I do think you have something <laughs> that you need to work on. We're close enough that I could hear that from her. <laughs> But it was a great victory. I would encourage you in your, in your safe, close relationships, those are good places to kind of practice. She was a safe relationship for me to practice this skill of being honest when I'm hurt or insecure. You know, now it, where it gets trickier is with newer relationships, with people that we don't know as well. And, and that's even scarier because we don't know if that love is perfect. We don't even know if that love is there yet, right? Um, but we can practice in our, in our close relationships. Um, you know, I will say this, I, I mentioned this idea of me wondering if I was kind of, am I just being too sensitive? Am I, am I making this up? And that is something that as a big feeler, and perhaps you'll relate to this, um, I've had to grow in because I do tend to be more easily hurt than other people. And I hate it when people say, well, just stop being so sensitive. I, that's just, I'm sorry. That is not helpful. I Sensitive is who I am. But I have learned to sort of take a step back when I feel hurt and kind of evaluate my hurt feelings in a neutral moment to pray about them, to say, okay, God, here's what I'm feeling uh, can you help me discern? Is this a time when I'm being super sensitive? Um, and, and, and maybe I'm reading too much into the, what this person said, or is this something I need to talk about? And I've had to learn some discernment there. Um, early in my marriage, I tended to, to, I was so determined not to withdraw and not to, you know, hide my true feelings for my husband. This is one relationship I was going to do just right. But I tended to bring up too many things. And then my poor husband is like, okay, like he was getting exhausted. So <laughs> I did have to learn to kind of evaluate and stop and say, okay, is this one that I really need to talk about? Or is this one where I could maybe pray about it and, and let it go and show some grace and move on. And that might be something if you find yourself hurt all the time that you might want to kind of pray through and think through.
The last thing that I would encourage you just to ponder is what about those times when we're really hurt and we're tempted to withdraw and we find in our hearts a seed of bitterness and a seed of, of wanting to take back control and hurt the other person because they've hurt us. That's one of those not so beautiful, <laughs> sinful feelings that we can sometimes find when we're withdrawing. I, you know, I think when we feel hurt in relationships, we feel out of control. We feel like they have the power. The other, the other person has the power to hurt me. And sometimes when you're not confident in speaking up, it's the only way you can, withdrawing is the only way you can think of to kind of take back the power in the relationship. And that's a super unhealthy dynamic to allow to go on in, in a relationship. And that's something we all have to guard against because of course, None of us want that in our close relationships. We don't want that. That doesn't promote <laughs> healthy love. <laughs> That's not the perfect love that First John is talking about. Um, so guard against that. When you feel that seed of bitterness, that's a good sign. Okay, I need to do some praying. I need to talk this out. I want to close um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, we all know this. This is, you know, the beautiful passage that's often read at weddings, uh, but it gives us so many qualities that we want to cultivate in our closest relationships. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It's not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Ooh, that's a good one. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. This is the kind of relationship that we are trying to cultivate. And again, our only perfect relationship will we will be with God. And yet this is what we're striving to build in our marriages, with our children, with our friends. This is what we're looking for. The patience, the kindness, not being um, quick to anger, not keeping a record of wrongs. Those qualities, whenever I'm in doubt in a relationship, am I handling this right? Am I working through this in a way that honors God? I always turn back to 1 Corinthians 13 and say, okay, well, <laughs> am I doing this? <laughs> and it's a great um, sort of self-check and heart check to help guide my choices and my words. I hope that gives you some things to think about today and to help you just forge um, more courage when you need to step into some conversations that you don't want to have um, and just forge that closeness and that safe love that we all long to feel in our relationships. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. That was so helpful. And I need these reminders often. So I'm going to be keeping these tips just in my back pocket. Um, because as someone who is highly sensitive, I don't, I didn't think I was, but then the more I'm learning, I think I, I think it's safe to say that I am highly sensitive. And I think that's awesome. 
there's just ways that I can better safeguard my heart and mind knowing this. And so this was really helpful because I don't want to have a spirit of offense. You know, I, I think that we can easily have that. And I feel like we then feel easily wronged by people or things or choices or words. And I want to be so bathed in grace that that's very difficult. I think for myself, I've learned that as an adult, the best friends I have are those who are really difficult to offend. Like they're just so walking in the grace and extending the grace and experiencing the grace of God that it's just really hard to make them to to just, they're just so focused on Jesus that it's like hard to offend them. And so I want that for myself. I want that for you. And I just, I hope this was helpful today. Again, you can find Elizabeth Lang Thompson and her new book, All the Feels, over at her website and so much more over at her website, Lizzie with a Y, life.com. Elizabeth, thank you so much for serving on our podcast team. Thank you for being with all of us. And listener, thank you for joining us. And thank you for loving on a wife like me and all of our resources. We hear from so many who tell us that my friend told me about this podcast. My friend sent an episode over to me and it changed everything. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for being you. We love you and we'll be back next week.